Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar. Podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A bear market in the National Football League is for the better part of the last few months. It looks like, it looked like at least the Texans were going to have the number one pick. Now the Bears do. It changes everything. This is monumental. There's as many as six teams that need a quarterback. Bears are going to be open for business. Or do the Bears pick Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields? We're going to dive into that. Also, regular season in the National Football League, rearview mirror. Later on in the week, we're going to get to the predictions and the, the individual matchups. But what I want to look at is what we looked at in the preseason. Who do we have winning? What are our predictions? What is this season going to be remembered for? Coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, all of those things. So we're going to dive into that as well. Also, national championship game, college football coming up Monday night, TCU and Georgia. And it it actually means something when you look at the numbers. It's not just Georgia cementing their ground. They're the top program in college football. But there's a little bit of an undercurrent when it comes to this. So we'll look at that as well. Again, Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Harpon Sports, Twitter, at Harpon Sports, Instagram. Harpon Sports, of course, the bar. You consume it, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, harponsports.com. Okay, you know, regular season, MVP, all of that stuff, going to get to it. The postseason going to be the second podcast of this week. But to me, wow, the, the big news of the day is the Bears having the number one overall pick. It opens up so many more avenues for the National Football League in terms of discussion. If the Texans had the number one pick, they're picking a quarterback, you can forget about it. But now with the Bears having the number one pick, I mean, if they're going to stick with Justin Fields, which could happen, couldn't happen. If they get into their evaluations with Bryce Young and they say, wow, this guy's elite, this guy's special, Justin Fields is available for what? Late first rounder? Mid first rounder? Do you think you get the Panthers to give you their, what What are the Panthers picking ninth overall? Would the Panthers, would you give up the ninth overall pick for Justin Fields? About the Bucks sitting down there in the late first, depending on what they do in the postseason. Lions have multiple first-round picks. Think about what this starts to do. I mean, do the Ravens let trade Lamar Jackson and trade for Justin Fields? I so many things that happen now with this number one pick. Now, you know, this debate always occurs in terms of tanking, and the NBA's kind of got a little bit of a way around this with the lottery where, yeah, today really wouldn't have mattered if it had been one more ping-pong ball or one more ball in the whole lottery machine here. But when it comes to this, the Texans had a lead, blew it, Hail Mary at the end, go for two, go for the win, all of those things. Uh, today shows you why when people say it's rigged, it's rigged, it's not. It's not rigged. And the Texans' Colts show you that it's not rigged. But, I mean... I guess the Texans picking second can trade with the Colts, but if you're, or trade, excuse me, with the Bears, but if you're the Bears sitting there at number one overall, and look, the other teams that are in play for a quarterback, and I went through and looked at this, they're going to be picking in the top 10 or who? Seattle Seahawks, they get the Denver Broncos pick. Now, you, they may be fine with Geno Smith, but I, they're going to be looking for a quarterback eventually. Of course, the Colts, the Panthers are looking for a quarterback. They pick ninth, the Raiders. So as many as one, two, three, four other teams in the top 10 are looking for a quarterback. 
So it's a big deal that the Bears have the number one pick. Now, if you're sitting there with the Bears and you're number one and, and, and you still, if you're thinking defensive front, which they are, of course, you go to Alabama with Jonathan. You've got big guys across the board there. You could make a trade. In, what, what are the Texans going to have to give up to go from three to one? Remember, the Texans have two first-rounders, the first pick in the second round, First pick in the third round. If I'm the Bears, I start off, okay, I want the first pick in the second round. We're not going to give that to you. Okay, who's open for business? Would the Colts give up two firsts? And if you're the Bears, would you go from one down to where the Colts are? This is interesting. All of a sudden, this, this bear market, when it comes to the NFL draft, is extremely intriguing. And the teams that can move up, and of course, the farther down you are, the more it's going to take to come up there and get that number one pick. But to me, I think it's going to cost the Texans... At least, at least, if nobody wants to do business, it's going to cost you at least a third to come up to that one spot. At least a third. Probably going to cost you your second round pick. Or maybe you package a third this year and a second next year, something along those lines. But the Bears are going to get something in return for that first pick. They're not, look, they're not going to sit there and draft a defensive lineman. They're not. They're going to get something for that. Now, they can come down to number two and still get the guy they wanted all along. Great, great. Remember when John Lynch and the Niners did that to the Bears? The Bears got boogied a couple years ago up there with Mitchell Trubisky. Well, the Bears are about to do it to somebody else. What the Niners did to the Bears for Trubisky, what John Lynch did, is going to be almost identical to what the Bears are going to try to do to the Texans. So, what do you do? Well, you can't sit around and say, well, well, the Texans, you know, we'll just wait for a quarterback to fall. Now, if you love C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young the same, then you're cool. Then you don't have to do anything. But it makes the top of this draft so much more interesting. Again, a couple years ago when it was the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, I was like, eh, whatever. Last year there was some intrigue with the Jaguars, but again, it was intrigue like, okay, what defensive linemen are they going to do? What are they going to do here? That, that's where the intrigue was. With the Bengals and Joe Burrow, there wasn't much intrigue. There's intrigue this year. We know, here's what's crazy about this. We know that that number one pick is desirable. And we also know that five or six teams want it. You could make a case that it may be the most desirable number one pick that's available in 15, 20 years. The other time I can think of maybe it was this desirable was the Michael Vick, LaDainian Tomlinson essential swap that the Chargers and the, and the uh, Falcons did 20 plus years ago. It's very similar in terms of teams that are going to want to come up there and get something. Again, it depends on where your evaluations go. Now, where the draft order, when it comes to the I don't think anybody down there in the first round or first round late in the first round are coming up that high that made the playoffs. You're not going to see any of that. But again, Panthers, Raiders, Colts, Seahawks, all pick in the top 10. All want a quarterback, all in the quarterback market. I don't know if the Falcons are. There's where you get to that next tier. Are the Falcons in a quarterback? Desmond Ritter, are they in the market? Are the Titans in a market? And where the Titans are, I mean, you're talking about two firsts two, to come all the way up there. To get Bryce Young. And if you're the Colts, you're going to go from 1 to 18 or 17 or what, 16. Right? Then you're talking two first, two seconds. See, it's too much of a haul to come all the way up there. But that's it's not as simple right now for the Texans to say, eh, we'll be fine at two. It's not. And look, there's other things out there as well. I mentioned that you know, are the, I, the team that I even mentioned are the Lions. The Lions interested? They got two firsts. And if you're the Bears and you're sitting there and you're number one overall and the Lions have the Rams pick, which is a top 10 pick. The Lions have their pick, which is going to fall between what? 15, you know, what, what, what are the Lions? Late teens, early 20s? Late teens? Lions, you give up two for, you give up those two to get up there? Would you take it if you're the Bears? Do you want more than that? 
Because if there's a run on quarterbacks, the Bears, you can get one of the two best defensive linemen and have an extra first-round pick. So the Bears are going to get back those picks unless they unless they want to ship off Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young. So fascinating. We've got a bear market now when it comes to the NFL draft. Speaking of the National Football League, it was a solid season. It was a good season. Um, I, I, I think at the top of the AFC, not too many shocks at the top. I went back through and looked. How did I end up doing? I had dun, 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 the Bills winning the AFC. I had the Bills over the Chargers, actually, the AFC Championship game. How about that for a little bit of a twist? The Bills over the Chargers. We'll go back and through and look at my preseason notes. Um, my MVP of the league was Josh Allen. Not going to happen. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a shot if he didn't get hurt, but he did. Um, Joe Burrow would have had a shot, but Patrick Mahomes. When Patrick Mahomes on Christmas at least Christmas weekend, made that dive at the goal line, touching the ball in the pylon, that was it. That pretty much did it. And the fact that the number one overall seed, they're, they're 15 and 3 or 14 and 3, that they, 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 he's going to win it. 5,000 yards passing, 40 plus touchdown, touchdown passes, yeah, eight or nine rushing. He's going to win it. He's got it. So there's that. Um, I did get, I am going to get defensive MVP, right? I said, um, Michael Parsons, he should win it despite the Cowboys getting boat raced. Um, Rookie of the year is a little bit trickier. Um, yeah. I said Hutchinson from the Lions is going to win it defensively. He's not going to win it defensively. It's going to be Sauce Gardner. Uh, he's a pro bowler. Everybody talked about how bad the Jets were this year. They were. As ugly as it was around Zach Wilson, defensively, the, the, the Jets kind of have some things figured out. Receiver-wise, they figured it out. They, they may have The Jets may have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Think about that pretty remarkable jets may have both rookies of the year uh but i i would give rookie of the year to brock purdy to come in and be a rookie quarterback last pick in the draft and what was he four and oh five and oh you make a case for kenny pickett what he did late with pittsburgh as well but to me if you're a rookie quarterback and you come in five and oh, rookie of the year it's if you want to say it's a statistic award then give it to one of the receivers give it to a running back but if it's about being the rookie of the year you're the last pick in the draft and you come in and you lead the not only do you lead the Niners, but you lead them to the two seed. And right now, you make a case that they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. So that's what I look at. Again, my rookies of the year, Hutchinson. And, um, yeah. Don't get them all right, do you? No, not when it comes to that. No. And I said Pickett would win uh, rookie of the year in the AFC. So that's kind of where a rookie of the year offensively. So I said Hutchinson and Pickett didn't happen. So, coach of the year, who's it going to end up being as well? Uh, Sirianni from the the Eagles. Uh, you can make a case for you can Doug Peterson with the Jaguars. The job that he's done. How about Andy Reid? He's not going to win it, but everybody said the Chiefs are going to have a down year. They're going to take a step back this year, and they end up with the best record. Does that count for anything? The Chiefs let Tyron Matthew go. They trade away maybe the fastest offensive weapon in the league, and they end the year with a better record and a better seed. A better, the Chiefs had a better year this year than they did last year. But that won't be the case. But it, 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 to me, it's it's Sirianni or Peterson. Then you look around in the AFC or <laughs> look around the rest of the league as well and what guys have done. And <laughs> of course, there's impressive stuff across the board. I mean, DeBowl with the Giants. They made the playoffs at the Giants. The Daniel Jones. But again, the guy that won that division, Nick Sirianni, second year, he should be coach of the year. But these are just like the awards and like I, to me, 
you know, surprises, disappointments. To me, the biggest surprise has to be the Jaguars winning that division, winning record. They had back, they were back to back number one overall picks. They had back to back 14 lost seasons. And then they come back and make the playoffs. It's a good nucleus that they have there. And next, cap wise, are a little bit of struggle going to be coming up here financially. But in, in, in another year with another chance to let some of these guys develop, they, they're going to make some decisions in some of their guys' free agency. But the Jags are built to win that division for the next two, three years here now, at least until the Colts and the. Well, look. If Ryan Tannehill comes back and the Titans are all healthy, they, they were right in there to the end. I shouldn't say it's the Jaguars division because the Jaguars will have a first-place schedule. The Titans will not. Not quite yet, but surprise team of the year it has to be the Jaguars. Disappointing team's got to be the Rams, right? You win the Super Bowl and you come out and you lose 12 games. Lost 12 games, didn't they? 11-12 games. If you win the Super Bowl and then you lose double-digit games the next year, you got to be the most disappointing team. Now, we've seen teams win the Super Bowl and then come back the next year and not do much. But I can't think of a team that won the Super Bowl and came back and lost double-digit games and was out of the playoffs by December. That rarely happens, just with how loaded they were. So there's talk that McVay may leave, and I get leaving. Go into the booth or leave for a year or two, look around, because this team, draft pick-wise, is not going to have much again coming up this year. And you look around about where they are, and they're not going to be able to replenish this stock. The Rams are going to be old in a hurry. You all make, make a case for Pete Carroll, coach of the year. People thought that the Seahawks may be the worst team in the NFL and have the number one pick, and here they are in the sneeze postseason. They, they win a winning record. So, there you go. Wanted to wrap with this. The college football playoff, you know, we got a couple more years where it's a Final Four setting. The, the playoff was fantastic, the semifinals. I hope we have a great championship game Monday night. I don't know how great it's going to be. Uh, something tells me um, with Mr. Duggan that... <laughs> This is a guy that almost won the Heisman. It's a guy that had some gigantic throws against Michigan, but it's also a guy that Georgia's going to put a spotter on. They're not going to let him scramble and run all over them. They're just not. And the, come on, TCU doesn't have the receiving core that Ohio State had or the offensive weapons. I just don't know how they keep up for 60 minutes. I think Georgia beats them, and I think Georgia covers the 13. I, th- I think you're looking at something like, 35 14 I do I hope I'm wrong because the best thing I wrote down college football right if, if everybody always talks about how college football it's the same teams winning it college football it's the same teams it's the same teams it's the same teams that's why we had to expand it right it's the same teams do you realize if TCU wins it we'll have had five different national champions in the last five years if TCU beats Georgia all well, us talk about college football being the same teams being the same teams we'll have five different champions in the last five years not too many sports can can say that can they can the NBA say that they've had five different champions the last five years? When you go back and look at it, you know, Golden State won one at the beginning and won one, right? They've, they've won two of the last five. Take a step back in the NFL. The NFL spread that out, haven't they? They've had five different champions the last five years. Rams, Bucks, Chiefs. Start to go back. Pats, Eagles. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, oh, okay. Well, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, different teams winning championships. Well, college football can attest to that too. College basketball, different teams. Now, not different teams necessarily in the playoff, but if TCU wins theirs, TCU would have won it this year. Georgia would have won it the year before. Alabama would have won it the year before. LSU would have won it the year before that. And Clemson would have won it the year before that. So if you're one of these guys that I love college football, I love variety, well, there you go. Are you rooting for TCU? Oh, I went through and looked at the the Power Five conference records in this thing. 
in the championship game. The Big 12 hasn't played in it yet. So this is the big the Big 12 is the last conference to finally play in the conference championship game or the national championship game. Big 12's never gotten there. Oklahoma's got a, a zero burger, nothing burger. They're 0 and 4 in the semifinal round. So the Big 12 zips and zip. We'll see what finally happens. Um the Pac 12's gotten there. Oregon got to the first one and got boat raced by Ohio State. So Pac 12's 0 and 1, Big 12's 0 and 0. Big 10's what? One and one, Ohio State lost to Alabama and Ohio State drilled Oregon. ACC's two and two. By the way, all of those are Clemson. Clemson beat Alabama twice, and Clemson lost to Alabama and lost to LSU. And then the SEC's five and four. It's funny. The SEC's played in nine, has got nine decisions in the college football playoff. The rest of the conferences combined. SEC's five and four. The rest of the conferences combined are what? Three and four? So the SEC's competed in one and lost more title games than the rest of the conferences combined. If that's not dominance, I don't know what is. But again, when it comes to this, Georgia wins. Georgia's already the preeminent program in college football. We know that. They're there. Alabama's right there next to them, although Georgia's now surpassed Alabama. Third is Clemson. No. Who's third now? Ohio State. Probably Ohio State is sitting there. Here comes Southern Cal. But again, if I'm talking about pushing college football, if TCU wins, think about the pressure that puts on Texas and Texas A&M. Texas and Texas A&M in the SEC, it puts more pressure on them. So making Texas and Texas A&M better if TCU wins, TCU is the first school in Texas to make the college football playoff. TCU wins the national championship, Little Fort Worth. Fort Worth is not little, but that little stadium in Fort Worth. What that does to, to put pressure on and more money and more interest, not that Texas and Texas A&M need any more money or interest, but it pushes things. You know what it also does? It gives the Big 12 a little bit of respect as Texas and Oklahoma leave it. It has to, you know, when, when Texas and Oklahoma leaves, all the Big 12 is done. If TCU can win it, well, they're still in it. And look, then you have Cincinnati who enters, who made the college football playoff last year. I don't know what BYU does to you. UCF coming in that's had some success, you know, beating Auburn. Was that in the Peach Bowl that they beat Auburn and lost to LSU, Joe Burrow and company, year before they won the title? So look, there's certain cachet that comes with this, and TCU winning would be for the betterment of the sport in terms of balance. Do you care, if you care about that, if you're just an SEC honk and you want the SEC to win it all, of course you don't care. As Kirby builds this dynasty now, and I, I never got like Florida fans and SEC fans that rooted for I, I want the SEC to have dominance. Think about this. I always thought this was fascinating when teams – root for their rivals in their conference to win championships. I used to sell this to Georgia fans when they would be rooting for Alabama after Alabama would beat them or LSU in the championship game. Conference was, oh, well, it's good for the conference. It's not good for you. If I'm Kirby Smart at Georgia and I win the national title, I can go walk in with two rings now instead of one. As a coach, you can spin one. Now oh, they got lucky. They had that fluke year. Okay, they, they, with all that talent there, they've only won one. The minute I get a second, you can't spin that on me anymore. Georgia winning makes it infinitely harder. Then you make it sit around so you can talk smack and talk trash and own the Big Ten. But it doesn't benefit anybody in the SEC other than Georgia to win it again. Unless talking trash on Twitter is what you consider a penultimate thing. But it doesn't matter what you think or want. It's what does happen. And I, I, think, I think Georgia wins and covers the spread with ease. But 
Again, for everybody telling you college football, we need to go to 12, which I get it. It's a way to make more money. But this whole thing that not everybody has a chance. If TCU wins, it'll be five different champions the last five years. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Can consume us via that route. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, harponsports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.